everybody, Coach John Daly here, uh, back again with Dr. Jeff Lipp. And we are trying something different here. We are live together, sitting down. Uh, so this time we don't have the phone recording. And uh, it is Halloween, so happy Halloween out, though, out there for those people that uh, celebrate it, especially here in this country. But uh, Jeff and I are going to go down a little different pathway here. And uh, I'll let him kind of uh, tell about that pathway, and we'll just get going here. Jeff, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing fantastic, my friend. Good to see you live in person. This is very interesting. Yeah, this is going to work out pretty cool. So what, what were you thinking about um, some thoughts that you wanted to talk about today? So you and I, we went to the Sam Crowley live event this past weekend over in Atlanta. I think you mentioned that in your previous podcast. And we were there for about approximately two and a half days. And we learned a tremendous amount. What I want to do is kind of share some of the things that we heard over the conference uh, a lot of the different people that we met in person, and they kind of share some of the things they share with us, and then you know reflect and talk a little bit about that. Are you open for that? Oh, it sounds fantastic. This is uh, this will be a great conversation. Fantastic. So we arrived there on Thursday night. We were part of the VIP members that were there, and every single day that we were there, I kind of jotted some very good notes and wanted to reflect that with you, especially with you. Uh, I know we were talking a lot, do a lot of sidebar conversations, but I think our audience would want to definitely hear some of the things. So one of the things on Thursday night that we heard, um, as Sam invited us to his VIP membership uh, live event there, was uh, he said something really, really that stuck with me, which was fear and faith can't live in the same mind. Mm. So let's, let me repeat that again, because I think it's a very, very valid point. And he mentioned that over the next two days, too. Once again, fear and faith can't live in the same mind. Mm. Your thoughts, my friend? Oh, my God, powerful. I'm, I'm just thinking of all the different examples throughout my life that it's totally true. When, when I was fearful of something or uh, anxiety, worried, there wasn't a lot of confidence there. There wasn't a lot of um, strength and faith knowing that, hey, you'll get through this, John. Time goes by, you look back and you say, yeah, geez, John, what the heck were you worried about? You know, you got through it okay, but that is just right on, dead on target. And I think if we can recognize those times that we're in the fear, um, to figure it out, get through it. You know, I always say wrap your arms around it, taste it, spit it out. But then just always lean back on that faith. Get back to that point where you can be strong, confident. And, yeah, you still got to deal with something. But, man, that is just, that hit me. It hits me now differently that we're talking about it face-to-face. Than it did Thursday night. It blew my mind Thursday night, but this is uh, this is good, man. Uh, what a great point to bring up. So you heard from our previous podcast that we've done a lot together. Um, I mentioned a lot about my fear that I had, a lot of faith things that I had to do with relationships and some of the ups and downs that I experienced. Would you mind sharing a little bit about, because you mentioned a little bit about having fear before in your past too. Would you mind sharing with our audience a little bit about what you may have feared recently or something oh, that you feared in the past? Well, I mean, one of the things um, I do fear now is is going a little bit more in a direction with my podcast and with some things that I want to do. Uh, I had some great breakthroughs uh, in Atlanta uh, with Sam and with you and everybody else there. Um, but especially now, I am I am up to my neck in you know in school and basketball season starting. And those aren't really excuses from the standpoint of um, those are just things on my plate that I know I, I put a lot of effort and energy into. Mm-hmm. Um, but coming out of Atlanta and the faith and the confidence that I have with you being there and Sam uh, and Karen 
and all these people that are, 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 are patting me on the back and telling me I need to do what I need to do. I need to do this. So my, this brand, this podcasting, this success, this leadership, um, I am fearful from the standpoint of the unknown. I am confident, thanks to you guys and thanks to Sam, of uh, I need to do this. So does that mean I'm going to quit teaching and quit basketball coaching? Absolutely not. And so for me to figure this out, I'm going to probably have to ramp it up even harder to do keep doing my podcasts, but also start putting together this book I've been talking about for years. Even before this podcast started happening, um, you know, I've been talking about a book for probably 10 years, you know, even before I met Sam, right? So things like that, I just need to start doing. And, 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 and Sam says it all the time, so does everybody else, and I know it, I've said it too. Action cures fear, mm. and I need to start acting upon that a little bit more uh, to get over this fear and just have the confidence. You know what? This is going to be awesome. I, mean, I am going to do this, and so is it going to be right now, this very second, where I drop everything else? No. I'm going to figure it out, but I'm going to keep moving forward through the uncomfortableness and find some things uh, that I'm just going to lean on, you being one of them. Uh, that confidence that you have in me is just invaluable. It's just it's so strong, buddy. Thank you very much. That's why I kind of want to read your book when you put it all together and definitely dive into the details of your life that you've had. That so you do I, brother. About, <laughs> that you talked about the fear and the faith because I think that's that's right dead on. I mean, talking about everything that I've been through over the last three years, especially doing these last, what, seven, eight podcasts that we've kind of done, I, I, I realized when I heard that quote that basically fear and faith were kind of trying to live in my same mind mm-hmm. when I was going through those ups and downs with those relationships, you know. Uh, losing Sarah, um, losing my dad, and then experiencing some very difficult relationships after all that. But I had faith that things are always going to be better, and Mm -hmm. they have. I I remember telling you specifically in Atlanta that my life has completely changed by just attending that little bit night event, honestly, honestly. Um, Also, staying that Thursday night, something else that we heard, uh, Karen, was which which was uh, one of Sam Crowley's uh, partners, uh, she did a lot of the setting up of the event. She also mentioned something that I wanted to say, too, which is just fantastic, is what do you want? You know, she she said that she worked specifically with Tony Robbins, which is just one of the most positive uh, and successful motivational speakers out there. And now, obviously, us getting to meet Sam, that was I think that was a very eye-opening experience for me. And I it was really great to hear... Um, you know, and meet the person that was speaking in front of all these different podcasts. But, you know, she said, once again, what do you want? You know, and Sam also said, what do you want? And a lot of members, especially that attended that live event, had a difficult time answering that question. So, my friend, what do you want? Mm. I want to keep doing what I'm, I want to keep teaching. I want to keep coaching. But this message that I have, especially from my leadership um, class I started Wow, 12, 13 years ago. That's really going to be the framework. I, that's, I want to get that message out. I want to connect with you know, a lot of high school kids, uh, but uh, you know, young adults in general. And that's, I had trouble answering that, and I guess I still do because I'm rambling on here. But um, I want to connect with young adults and, and make a difference in their lives. It's always what I've tried to do here and with coaching basketball. So I'm, I want to take that to a bigger stage. Awesome, awesome. Can I ask you what you want? <laughs> Sorry to go off uh, in a tangent here. I want a lot. I want a lot. Um, more, more of what I want has to do with what I want personally. And I realize that 
once I figure out um, specifically what I want personally, which is more of a fulfilling life. It's mm-hmm. not derived from money. It's not derived from success pers- uh, professionally. But what more I want anything is personally to get my life back where I need it to be prior to all this tragedy happening in my life. So that's what I want, and which was a very interesting because a lot of us at that particular conference were in a huge discussion about what we wanted professionally. A lot of them were. Mm. For me, it's more peace of mind, mm. and, I, and I stated that numerous times in the podcast that we did before. I definitely want more peace of mind, and I believe that finding that one meaningful relationship is going to be everything for me. And I, and I truly believe that. But once again, that that's where the faith comes in. I have faith that my higher power will get me there. I have faith that if I constantly keep doing everything in my life professionally that is good for the good people that I work with, that I deal with, everything will take care of itself. But I, I, I'm looking for her, John. I, I am looking for her. Um, but I'm letting it all come to me. And in taking that life approach, I've kind of let go of all the worries in my life and you know, give that all back to my higher power, mm. and which was just something that I needed to do in order to get to a point where I'm at right now. So Yeah, if we had uh, a video camera on, on us at this conference, uh, we had a lot of fun, first of all. But secondly, Jeff had so many aha moments. You know, he was sitting next to me. He was writing just tons of notes and tons of ideas, and he kept pausing and putting his hand on his head and taking deep breaths. And like, <laughs> dude, you okay? He says, I'm more than okay. You know, this, this is amazing. And he would write down some of these thoughts. And so... Um, I know some of the information that Jeff got out of this and meeting some people and just thinking differently, that is one of the biggest things. And I mentioned it yesterday in my podcast, when you meet new people, when you get out of your comfort zone, when you go to these events, you are challenged. You are, you are thinking differently. You are a different person when you walk out of these things compared to when you walked in. And I think Jeff is bringing up some great points uh, that really hit him. That's exactly what happened at the conference. Those aha moments came about when I realized, hey, professionally, I'm a great guidance counselor. I really am. And it's it's hard for me to own that sometimes, but I really am mm-hmm. a great guidance counselor. And I remember the best parts of my life before all this tragedy started happening was because, you know, I, I had a wife. I, I was very stable in the one most intimate relationship that I had. But then, you know, after losing that wife, losing my dad, going through some ups and downs with some other personal relationships, I lost that confidence mm-hmm. a lot. And going to that confidence, it... it you know, basically made me remember that I am who I am. I am this great person that has a gift that is supposed to share that gift with everyone else in the world. But it's it wasn't until I went to that conference and then heard all these great messages that I remember that. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's hard to it's it's I know it's very difficult to follow because of the fact that I have a PhD in counseling and I work as a school guidance counselor. I teach counseling classes, but yet I forgot who I was professionally. Mm-hmm. But after the conference, I knew one hundred percent who I was a guy. That's awesome. Absolutely. And, and I think we, you got, you're right. We do have to own the fact that, you know, hey, if we're pretty decent at something, if we're good at something, if we, you know, we've had great success, we've had people patting us on the back and being part of our life and everything, that we do have to own that. I love that. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. A couple other things I heard that Thursday night that I wanted to share with the audience and obviously, you know, get your thoughts on that. Um, was uh, a book that Lori Mercer wrote. Lori Mercer was obviously another partner. Uh, She also presented on Saturday with Sam Crowley. And Lori did a fabulous job talking about funnels in regards to emails, how to market yourself, 
um, as a person that wants to get their podcast out. And if if our, if our listeners didn't know, because I didn't really remember that until I met her and everything like that, she wrote a book about how she fell in love with a firefighter and the emotional turmoil that you experience and all the ups and downs you experience being married to someone that is a firefighter. It truly moved me. It really did because of the fact that as she indicated her story, she says, I'm just an ordinary type of person, and I just want to get my message out, kind of like what you and I talk about a lot. And she's like, I'm the ordinary person that just fell in love with a firefighter, which made me instantaneously think about you really don't have a choice sometimes of how you fall in love with. You really don't. I, 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 I wish I could go back and say, listen, if I can just turn off all the pain that I had to go through with all the emotional, intimate relationships that I had experienced before and just live my life, that would be the best thing for me. But once again, what she said to me was like, I just fell in love with this person. And, you know, from that, she, she grew a book, which was just amazing, you know. Um, Wanda, can get your thoughts on that? It, it was amazing. And uh, I, I had the opportunity of meeting uh, Laurie in Cincinnati in June when I went. And um, she was talking about her story and, you know, how she did fall in love with this guy. And he just happened to be a firefighter to the point of, you know, all these ups and downs um, of the life that has, you know, taken them where they are today. Um, she's got four kids? I think so. Yeah, yep, around four kids. And so this book on... Um, being married to a firefighter, she had a copy of it, and she was talking about it. And then right at the end in Cincinnati, she said, you know, can I give this to somebody who knows somebody that this will help? And I, I was the first one raising my hand. And um, we have a coworker here, Jillian, uh, who is getting married very soon uh, to a firefighter. And so I knew that book, I had to get to her. And so uh, I remember uh, bringing it back, giving it to her. We had a great conversation. I just talked to her last week before going down to Atlanta. She's about halfway, three-quarters through it. She loves the book. Mm. It's one of those things that's really making a difference. Um, but, yeah, I mean, looking back, uh, you know, there, there was a few girls that I thought I was in love with, right? Um, didn't work out. But then when I met my wife, I just think back to all the circumstances that happened before that that were totally out of my control because I hadn't met her yet mm. that got her to where I met her. Right. You know? Right. And then all the circumstances in our lives uh, both good and bad, uh, the ups and downs that helped us stay together and, and figure out with each other that, yeah, we're going to try and, and make this work and, and we are going to try building a life together. And man, it's just, when you were talking about that, I'm tearing up here. Um, that is just dead on. That is just amazing reflection. And it's not just, oh, you only got to marry a firefighter. You know, I, I married a banker. You know, I mean, um, I think it's the, the overall connectivity with that person that you had no clue about before. You had no clue about before, right? You didn't know what that person looked like, what they did. But, man, when you first see them, meet them, whatever, and then the ball starts rolling, it's just, uh, man, that's powerful stuff, buddy. I think the heart wants what the heart wants. Yes. So it's sometimes if the heart wants it, you know, it's that battle that we talked about, you know, what your heart wants, what your mind wants. Um, so it's really important to remember that sometimes the heart, if you follow it, you know, it's, it's, it'll lead you in a very good mm. direction. Great message. Holy cow. All right. And then finally on that Thursday night, not to switch it so abruptly, but I really want to get all these other points about, is that we met a guy. His name was Anthony Bob. Um, Anthony 
is a person from New York that does a lot with addiction, um, and he specifically with heroin, I believe. Mm-hmm. And he, he talks about basically trying to get his message out to save more people that are addicted to anything in life. And what he said to me was very, once again, it stuck with me deep inside my heart and my soul. And what he said was, everyone in this world is addicted to something. Mm. Everyone in this world is addicted to something. And when he said that, I had to let that kind of absorb in me. And I thought about, man, there are a lot of things that I've been addicted to life, you know? I mean, one thing that you and I talk about personally more than anything was I was addicted to fantasy football. <laughs> Even though I'm terrible at fantasy football, I'm addicted at the aspect of competition. I'm addicted to the aspect that there could be potential for money. And I was addicted. And it was one of the addictions that I was putting in front of my marriage that I know was not very healthy at all. Now, I'm not going to say that that is the main reason why my marriage kind of failed, but it was an addiction that I tried to quit. And then, you know, three years down the road, I'm, I'm only in one league right now and just, you know, playing a little bit of fantasy football, trying to get that part of my life back. But I remembering deep down inside that I was addicted to that. And it was fascinating is that you can become easily addicted to anything in life and you don't even know it sometimes, you know. So um, teaching classes about counseling, things like that, we talk about addiction a lot. Um, just want to kind of get your thoughts on that also. Yeah, I remember uh, I met Anthony. Uh, he was one that was down in Cincinnati as well. And I, I, when he talked about his message, and I could just see the passion in his eyes and his face and everything he was talking about, that he's had instances in his past probably, whether it was himself, with others, people that he's lost, he has seen this over and over again to the point now he's moved, moved to action. And uh, Boy, I mean, you, you know, if you hear the news lately, uh, we we have a problem in this country. You know, obviously with drugs, alcohol, and, and a whole bunch of other things. Um, so I think Anthony's message uh, is needed. Obviously, it's it's in one of your wheelhouses. I think as a counselor, absolutely. And so I know, um, you know, you and Anthony and others obviously will have a connection, whether it's your podcast and interviewing and working on projects and uh, stuff together to help people. Um, I just I just find it amazing that you know again, you show up in Atlanta. Here's a guy sitting at our table, right at our table, Absolutely. and we just talked over meals and you know during discussion time and stuff like that. That he made such a connection with you that I think helped fortify. I am a damn good counselor. Absolutely, you know? I, I, I absolutely. Love doing, I love doing this. This is my direction that I need to go. So I think Anthony helped you with that for sure. Just you hit it right dead on, and that's that's constantly what happened. We kept networking with different people at that conference, and it kept building. You know, Sam uses that word momentum a lot. You, you hear uh, Jeremy Todd use that word a lot, momentum. And that's exactly what it did. It, it just kind of fueled me to build more and more momentum. So uh, that's all the notes that I kind of had on that Thursday night. Moving on to the first day of the actual conference, which was Friday, which was like a good solid about nine to eight hours worth of training that we kind of had with Lori Mercer and then obviously with Sam Crowley on that day, which was just another amazing, fantastic day. One of the best days that I could spend professionally on a Friday, honestly. It was just absolutely amazing. And I remember you and I said this a lot, that if we went to work on that Friday, we would have probably been more energetic at the end of the day compared to what we did at that conference, meaning that at that conference we were just absorbing so much and Physically, we were just drained from all the amazing knowledge that was shared at that particular day. It was just unbelievable. But uh, on that Friday, I did jot down a couple things, too. 
a couple points that I want to talk about. And one of the things that Sam said was that people have haters because people are not ready to hear that message. Mm. So once again, let me say that again. People have haters because some people are just not ready to hear that message. Mm. Your thoughts, my friend? Oh, my God, it's totally true. The, the, the world is full of critics. And um, one thing I've tried to do recently, and I've, I've turned this on to my students, I've turned this on to my basketball team, the best success is, I'm sorry, I'm saying this wrong, the best revenge is massive success. Mm. The best revenge is massive success. I remember saying that a couple times to our, our basketball team last year, and um, we had a good ride. And that, that started with uh, one of our players uh, when we lost at home, um, and the other team was just going nuts, you know. And, and we had, you know, we had issues. We had, you know, I'm sure parents were doubting us, and um, people in the league were doubting us when we got uh, when we lost to uh, Eisenhower. Uh, but this one senior, Lauren, stood up, and she goes, I never, ever want to hear an opposing team celebrating like that in our gym again. And from that moment on, we went on a roll. And uh, because I knew we were, we were feeling the heat, you know, but the critics, and this, is, this is basketball, okay? This is not huge life type of thing, but um, we all have them. We all got critics. And I think part of it is also ourselves. You know, it's not always other people. It's, for me, especially my biggest critic is probably myself. Um, so when you can set aside and, and maybe have that light of spark in you to improve, to get better, to do more, um, I think that's pretty powerful rather than just letting the letting the critics win, you know, rolling over, giving up, stopping what you're doing. When you're chasing after something, those critics can help fuel you. You know, those enemy, the enemy can help fuel you to get better. And I, I definitely remember that point. I walked away thinking about and remembering that too. That was an awesome point, buddy. That inner voice that you just talked about no more than like three seconds ago, about a minute ago, that's the biggest struggle that a lot of people have in general. It's that... That inner voice tells them they're not good enough for a lot of things in life. And if you learn how to conquer that inner voice, you can become in a lock so much that you have. You really do. Yes, sir. And remember that everyone has a gift out there in life. And if you can learn how to conquer that inner voice telling you that you're not good enough, you can unlock anything that you have. And that's just such a great point you brought up about basketball because I believe that a lot of people do that negative self-talk that kind of just talks them out of doing what they need to do. And if they just move on and just trust their heart and just forge forward, a lot of things can happen that mm. just a lot of unlocked potential. Let's Absolutely. go like that. Absolutely. Another point that uh, Sam made on Saturday was that, he, and he said this really with such great passion, is that you get to a point where you just don't want to settle anymore. Mm. So let me, let me say that again. You just get to a point where you just don't want to settle at all. Your thoughts? Uh, bringing me to tears again. Yeah, I, I guess I've reached that. And, you know, when I talk to my wife about it and, and talk to some others, I guess they look at it from the standpoint of, you know, John, you haven't settled at all. Look at look at who you are. Look at the good things you've done. Look at the connections you've made. Um, and they're, they're totally dead on. They're totally true. But I know inside of me there's more. And... Uh, that own my own voice, my own critic of myself, uh, has held me back. Um, and I guess I've had it inside me for a while. And you're right; it just gets to a point where you just—I just can't keep doing this. I can't keep not trying. I can't keep mm. trying um, to pretend that uh, I am—I ha- am happy. I'm not pretending. That's a bad choice of words. I'm very happy. I'm very um, 
grateful for what I have. And there's nothing wrong with what I have. That's not the reason I'm chasing after something bigger. I guess it's what I have has uh, shown me that, you know, I've made some great connections and I've met some great people, you know, former students who are now adults and um, really leaning on them and talking to them every so often. I know I can do more. And, and I guess I see where this world needs it, you know. So it's definitely, uh, yeah, that is, oh, my God. I need to take a sip of my coffee here. <laughs> what what I got from that and, and also doing some of these podcasts with you over the last eight some odd podcasts was the fact that it was very easy for me after my dad died and going through everything that I went through was just to stay in that state of depression. It was really easy. I could have just stayed there if I, if I wanted to. And I remember telling myself specifically that I don't want to feel this way anymore. I don't want to settle mm. for anything other than finding this next person that's going to bring some happiness in my life, you know. And I'm not just relying on that as the sole purpose of my being, but I feel that, you know, growing with someone, investing in someone, um, finding that intimacy that I think everyone in this life deserves mm. is very important. And if I, if I just settled on being, okay, I'll be single for the rest of my life. Um, I'll be all right professionally if I stay where I'm at. Then I wouldn't be the person that I am today. And once again, going to that conference, just hearing you talk about where you are in your life right now too, it's it's it's, it's lifting my soul. It's giving me reason to keep going, keep moving forward. And that's another reason why I am moving on to my new job too is because I want constant growth. I want to become better than I am today. So those are very, very important points. And I think that statement just hits on everything. And what you reflected was amazing also. So on Saturday, we wrapped up our session with Sam Crowley. You and I had to leave a little bit earlier because we got to get our flight on. So we kind of missed this whole podcast training aspect, which I'm going to rely heavily on you, my friend, to help me walk through that. Uh, but I love doing this this particular session live. And there are a couple other things that were said on that Saturday morning conference that we were there that I want to kind of hit upon and then kind of close this podcast. One of them is that, you know, you need to find people in your life to raise you up. So let me say that again. I believe it was uh, Sam that said that. You need to find people in your life to raise you up. Your thoughts? Oh, totally true. Dead on target. Um, and that's part of my passion. I, I think I talked about it in uh, some of my earlier podcasts. All the people that uh, have invested in me and made a difference in my life, obviously my parents, my wife, but, you know, Dr. Wells Cook would be right up there at Central Michigan, um, changed my life. And mm. uh, I can never get, get through this without tearing up. We have to rely on others. And um, they're out there, and I, I think you need to take the time to thank them. And uh, I think that's part of the reason why I want to just do what I have to do, is to show them that their investment was worth it, even if they're not here anymore. And I always try to get my, my students especially, and my kids and my basketball players, obviously everybody I come across, yeah, we need to have those people in our lives, but... Uh, Flip that coin right over because we need to be that person for other people too. Mm, great point. And um, yeah, it's it's pretty much it's on my mind every day. Um, thinking back to old friends and um, 
classmates and teachers and coaches and old girlfriends even that at the moment that, you know, we went out, they invested in me and they had a positive impact on my life. And that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. And I, and I said in our commencement speech, the class of 2015 was um, generous enough or silly enough <laughs> to ask me to speak. Um, I, I can spend, I could live to be 150 years old and I still would not have enough time to pay back all those people that have made a difference in, in my life. And you being one of them, this is a true blessing, man. This is, and, I, and on a side note, this is very cool. This is this is so much more emotional for me, sitting down face to face than it is over a phone, sitting in my basement. Doing this live is, it's, it's really getting me emotional too. It really is. It's it's seeing the passion that you have for people that you care for. John, you do this quite frequently. You put a lot of people above yourself, which is just amazing. I, I think that's a very difficult thing that I th- actually to be quite honest with you I think a lot of people struggle with that trying to put someone above themselves it's very difficult and I I think that we need more of that we just do and it's just the kind of best way to kind of put it I think everyone needs a little bit more of that so oh buddy alright a couple more points and uh, I think we're going to stop it there uh, the next thing that Sam said after he said that is that expectations will kill you. Mm. Mm. Once again, expectations will absolutely kill you. Your thoughts? I remember when he said that. I wrote it down. Um, and I think the first thing that came into my mind was the fact of uh, those expectations are my own. And when I have expectations on myself, they're very limiting. Whereas... When I sat down in that room and we had the 25 people there and a lot of them I got to interact with and talk with, their thoughts, opinions, their expectations for me blew my mind. Like the confidence that came with those, the fact that they saw they saw that I could probably do something great helped me to minimize those negative factors in my head. Oh, John, who do you think you are? You can't do this. Don't you remember when you failed this and you say this and you don't do it and blah, blah, blah. Those people's expectations for me, and I think that's where I would almost add my self-expectations probably do me some damage because they're very limiting. Mm. But, boy, when I have other people's feedback and their expectations on, on, on their thoughts on what maybe I could do, to me that was powerful. That was really powerful, a switch there. Um, so I, I know there's probably some other things I could say about that, but uh, I'm, I'm very interested to hear your thoughts on it because you wrote it down. <laughs> and I think there are some connections that you have. As I talked about all the previous relationships that I've had with different people, I, I caught myself realizing that you know I expected a lot from that relationship, even if it worked out, if it didn't work out. And what I needed to understand was to be truly present in the moment with that person. And if that person in that moment that's giving me their time to share with me, I need to thank them for that. Mm. And I want to try to learn from that person. Mm. I wake up every morning very grateful, like you and I talked about a lot. You know, being grateful is very, very important. So when I realize that, hey, I'm going to let the world come with me, any type of person that I meet during my day or every single day, someone that comes to me that I've met before, I kind of really try to be in that moment with that person. Mm. And so I'm not expecting anything from anyone. When I let life come to me, Life is so much more happier. It really, truly is. I, I'm on cloud nine. Hmm. I really am. I, there's a lot of transition happening to me right now, specifically professionally. 
But I'm a cloud of nine because I believe there is so much more for me tomorrow. Mm. There really is, even today. Mm. This being this early, there's a lot of expectations. But if I don't look at it like I need to accomplish all this, but basically let life come to me, then I'm just totally grateful for each moment that I spend with that person. Mm. So it's, it's awesome. It's wow. awesome. You just changed my day, buddy. Wow. And the last thing that uh, <laughs> the last thing that Sam said um, was that he read a quote by Mark Twain, and I've honestly said this quote about three times since the conference has ended. Now it's Tuesday; the conference ended on Saturday. This this quote has stayed with me. I even used this quote to lecture last night. It was just <laughs> the most heartwarming quote I've heard in so long. The two most important days in your life are the day that you are born. And the day that you find out why. Mark Twain. So let me say that one more time. The two most important days in your life are the day that you are born and the day you find out why. Mark Twain. What are you thinking, my friend? Oh. Yeah, again, I remember that and I've heard it before. I heard it, you know, some, so many times we hear things before. Yeah, I've heard that book. Or, yeah, I've heard that before. But then when someone says it in that exact moment and who you're with and the, and the place you're, you are in, in your life at that time, it's totally different. It's like a brand new message. And uh, it is true. It is true. We all have that. We all, the first one is, is done for us. The day we're born. We didn't ask to be born. Right? Absolutely. You know, whatever happened to have our parents get, get together, okay, throughout their lives and the ups and downs, boom, there we are. And, uh, but boy, when we find out why, when we find out what we were put on this earth for. And so many people don't. They may have glimpses of it. You know, they may think about it and it kind of goes away. But boy, is that powerful when that happens. And when you take that ball, so to speak, and start running with it and you start doing stuff for it. Um, that is just, man, it's just, oh, that, that is huge. And for you to share that, in fact, you know what? I need to get that message out too. That's a great, great thing to... I think the younger you figure that quote out, even though if you, I don't know exactly what I'm supposed to be doing yet, but man, you start making that connection, how great it is, that is powerful. The younger, the better, I think, for sure. Mm. So obviously you had some thoughts. I did. <laughs> I truly did. <laughs> After the conference, I felt recharged, reborn, mm. remembering who I was as a professional. But then I thought about it more personally for me. I love being a husband. I want to be a father someday. You and I share this a lot. I, I'm, I'm right now in love with someone that I want to spend some valuable time with. Let's put it like that. And my goal one day is to, once again, be a husband and be a good father. And when I went through some of the most difficult things with you know, my ex-wife, you lose you lose sight of that. You really do. But once again, that goes back to the faith that I have. I, I truly believe that life will balance itself out, that if it's in my heart, especially if my higher power put that thought in my heart, I'll achieve that. Mm. But I just got to be patient. I got to let life come to me. And hopefully it comes to fruition. So Yeah, I know it well, man. And that, that patience part, oh, wow, that's a great reminder for all of us. Wow, what a great place to end. Holy cow. Uh, here it is early in the morning. Not too many people here yet. 
and uh, my day is uh, has been made already. Um, just from from sitting, there. I got like I said, I like this. I think we're gonna have to do more of this. You know, find a, a meeting room or find some place um, to talk like this because it it does ramp up the level of our discussion. And if you could see us here, you guys, uh, oh man, I think you'd uh, I think you'd say the same thing. But any closing thoughts, Jeff, as we wrap up to, and we jump into action here for our, our our day with our students here. What we just did is what we've done before we even started these podcasts mm-hmm. together. We sit here, we kind of like. Over coffee for you, water for me. We kind of talk about what's on our minds. And it's very therapeutic, extremely therapeutic. I've just, my, my whole day has changed because of this. So, and I, good, you know, change for the better. So I, I look forward to more of this. And this is why I hope that we grow. And as we grow, we'll be doing this far more often. And I think that I need this in order to be better every day. I know I do, buddy. I know that's exactly what you helped me with. Yeah. I and appreciate it. So uh, next week we'll, we'll touch upon my brother, hopefully. Okay. Uh, and we'll get to them. Absolutely. But, I mean, I think this conference was just something that was revolutionary for both you and I. Absolutely. And it will put our – in a good direction and then obviously a step forward to what you and I are trying to accomplish. Yep. And so. it's just real nice having uh, – accountability partner in you um, as far as helping each other to go in the direction we both need to go. And it's kind of in a similar direction, but different paths, but we are together. So I love this. Hey, I hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, definitely a little bit different, but um, look for uh, a picture or something I'm going to put on uh, my Facebook page over at coach to expect success. And then uh, follow me on Twitter. I'm going to put something else out over there at coach to success. And uh, we look forward to the next time that we get to talk with Jeff. I look forward to the next time I get to be with you guys through this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Just looked last night, over 2,100 downloads. Um, you know, just I am so grateful for uh, those of you out there listening to this. And, and share the message. If there's a couple little points in here that really make a difference with what I said, with what Jeff said, share this podcast with, uh, with people. And let people know that Jeff Lip, Dr. Jeff Lip, is going to have his own podcast soon. This is a big goal of his. So I'm definitely going to be one of the first ones to be lining up to download them, and uh, I know you will too. But uh, hopefully things are going well, you guys. Take care. Have a great day.